Gavin Fry's Movie Podcast. I'm Gavin. I mean, I'm Chi. Back. Some of you may remember Chi. Uh, hi, I'm Troy McClure. Some of you may remember me from shows such podcasts as the 2008 Roundup. You may remember Chi Ren Chung from the Banana Chink Edition. <laughs> that, that was actually what we That was one, yeah, what I called it under duress. Uh, this week we're going to be reviewing Changeling. I'm reviewing uh, Nick and Norris Infinite Playlist. And Punisher Warzone. Oh, yeah! Yeah. We're going to run through some movie news first, though. That's right. And then after that, we'll uh, talk about the Malaysian Top 10 and the U.S. Top 10. Yep. All right, I got some Expendables news. Oh, I was going to call it. Right, what's happening? Well, I know. Like, every week, got to have, like, Expendables is the new Watchmen. Yeah. Especially seeing as, uh, <laughs> especially seeing as uh, Sylvester Stallone listens to our podcast and just keeps putting our dream cast in there. Sylvester Stallone, we are convinced he absolutely does listen to our podcast, and it's all Jean-Claude Van Damme's fault for not fulfilling the dream. Damn it. Because apparently, uh, like, we've covered this before, Van Damme was offered a role in this movie, but apparently he turned it down because the story wasn't, a, wasn't strong enough. We you know? The sto- like, he didn't like the script. Because, like, apparently... Oh, uh, Stallone wouldn't tell him. It was like, but... But what is my role? It's like, what's, like, my, what's my character? You uh, make loads of money. Like, what's my character? What is this right, so after JCVD, he wants to be like a respected actor. He, he's, yeah. he's always wanted to be a respected actor, so instead he's going to do Bloodsport 2. He's doing Bloodsport 2, <laughs> but this time with a twist, because this time the hero beats up his kid. Yeah, Bloodsport 2, the wrestler. <laughs> and like, uh, apparently the studio had, bro- had problems with his idea for Bloodsport 2, because they say you can't have your hero beating up your kid, and apparently his response to that was, why not? It's normal. <laughs> <laughs> But anyway, getting back to the Expendables, uh, like like I was saying, it's the new Watchmen. Because at one point, <coughs> we couldn't have a podcast without saying something about the Watchmen. It seems to be turning out to be the same way with the Expendables, <coughs> because it's shaping up with each day to be the most awesome movie ever. Uh, ben Kingsley is uh, he's out of the, he's officially out of the picture, but all is not lost because he's being replaced by Eric Roberts. Eric fucking Roberts. Eric Roberts, the best of the fucking best. Eric <laughs> Roberts. So what, that means it's what Jet Li is in it. Jet Li, Jason Statham, Dolph Lundgren, Sylvester Stallone, uh, fucking Randy Couture, whatever his name is, uh, and us. Uh, and um, Forrest Whitaker. Forrest Whitaker. Uh, not uh, Sandra Bullock. Not Sandra Bullock. And perhaps the Governor. And a, I'm getting to that. And perhaps the Governor. But anyway, Eric Roberts, cool. For those of you who don't know him, um, he uh, had a major career in the 80s. Pope of Greenwich Village, Star 80. Uh, That's the Demolitionist. <laughs> but uh, most re- more recently... Dead or Alive. Magic Sunglasses. More recently, you'd probably know him from his stint on Heroes. Oh yeah, yeah, he's, and he's Up-tur- actually quite good on that. Upturned collar man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and of course the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight. Yeah. The Dark Knight. And oh yeah, he played the gang. Yeah, yeah. The guy said a drop from here is not going to kill me. He said I was going to kill you. <laughs> and uh, but it was also reported. Well, this is kind of weird because uh, any cool news broke with this exclusive that Arnold was going to be having a cameo. He's got a day long, a day of shooting, right? Something like that. It's like uh, he's going to shoot for one day, and the, initially the report was that he was going to play himself. Yeah, that yeah. he was going to play Governor Arnold Schwarzenegger, who apparently had a problem, had some kind of past with Stallone's character, character. during while while back while, in Conan the Barbarian, <laughs> back in Conan the Barbarian days. So it's like, holy shit, my my geek brain just can't handle all this. And uh, but then the next day, Annie Cole News posted another uh, post saying, well, maybe the governor will be in, and maybe he won't. Oh, I didn't see that. Bit. <laughs> Well, because what, hap- because what happened was that uh, after that, the, the initial report came in, naturally talkbackers were like, fuck yeah! You know, like, most awesome team up ever! And then after about, like, about uh, 50 of all the positive ones, then the negative ones start to come in saying like, oh, so like, uh, he's got time to do a movie, uh, why, where, is he going to fit the time in his free schedule to, I don't know, fix California? Because he's fucked it up and yeah. the economy <laughs> shit and all that. So then the next day, this thing they came They had Brownhouse last year, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Probably. They had Brownhouse for a while now. Yeah. I don't want to power. There's a really good documentary about that, the Enron documentary. Yeah? Yeah. The smartest man in the room. The smartest man in the room, yeah. It's brilliant. Uh, but then the next day, there was after that came out, Inical News say, uh, posted this updated uh, report saying that he will be in it only if he can fit it into his schedule because he obviously, obviously he's got his primary gig, which is fixing California. Yeah, popping iron so to like, the, you know, like, hooked up to the power station. I could do it. <laughs> 
I love yeah. pumping iron. When you when you pump iron, it feels like you're coming. So yeah. I'm I'm coming 24 hours a day. He said that. He really said that. <laughs> yeah. In in the pumping iron documentary. I remember when he was running for re-election. What was this? Just I love doing sequels. Yeah. <laughs> no way. I never heard that. No, that was what he said uh, when he actually won. When he won his second term, they played the Terminator music as he went up to give his victory speech, and he opened his victory speech with, oh, "I love doing sequels." <laughs> It's like, oh, Jesus Christ, (laughs) what's happening? But uh, if he does it, if he can fit it in, it'll just be a day's worth of shooting. Um, And uh, now they're saying that he may not play himself. He might might actually be playing something different, and I quote, more gritty, scarred, and brutalized. Cool. So whatever that is. But any any way it is, I mean, like California, just give the book day off, because we've been waiting forever for this shit. They, have they ever done a scene together, Stallone and Schwarzenegger? Never, never, never. Well, apart from the Planet Hollywood opening in Dublin, right? <laughs> but they've constantly made fun of each other in each other's movies. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's like in Twins when he walks past that poster of Rambo, he looks at the biceps, he looks at his biceps, and then just laughs. And walks <laughs> <out>. <laughs> Other Terminator-related cast news: uh, Linda Hamilton is in, it, it's confirmed she's in talks to do a voiceover for Terminator Salvation. I heard that. I heard Which that. Which would be nice. It would be nice yeah, to see her. Cool, yeah. Oh yeah, because she did the voiceover for the second one. Well, yeah. I mean, what, what, what I what I what I like sort what I read about it was that uh, she hasn't seen a script yet. I mean, like the director still writing it, but she's the direct quote. The direct quote was, "We are talking. I haven't read a script yet. I don't know what direction they will go in, but my contribution would be voiceover. Uh, we'll wait and see. They're already writing it. We've been negotiating it. So that's There's a storm coming. I love the bit in the trailers and they do it for the video game trailer as well where the, 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 the drum beats start off as the static yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah that's brilliant really cool. that's very cool badass well, that would be nice some other stuff for Terminator this week um, some Japanese toy sites were premiering the toys that are going to come out to tie in with it because you can't have a big movie without tie-ins of course not yeah. and uh, these look ludicrous the first set, like, does the action figures look cool I want a hunter killer and there's an A-10 tank killer I just get the two of those and hang them from my ceiling they're just like awesome looking and they've got all the Terminator toys and John Connor looks slightly constipated but the no, action no, but, figure usually does no but uh, from what I understand they are not allowed for some reason or another they're not allowed to use Christian Bale's likeness really? for the figure because he's Batman I have no idea uh, they, they, did I, they use his likeness for the Batman toys? yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah Gavin has the one that's like a Tim in a rubber suit <laughs> don't ask why Gavin has that it's, okay. uh, it's, it's a very good likeness okay yeah. I, it, I hold it when I go to sleep <laughs> they go with some toys. Maybe so, Warner Brothers owns Christian Bale's face. Own forever. Yeah. And the first but, set of but, toys but, that, but, uh, that 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 can't be because Terminator Salvation's Warner Brothers, isn't it? Oh yeah. Is it? it is Warner Brothers. Yeah. Because uh, uh, Karolko's dead in the water now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but the first set of toys that Island with, made sure of that you know in, in the in, this, in the proud tradition of Hulk fists and Think fists and those Terminator and those Optimus Prime helmets, they come out with little like skin bits you put on that make you look like a Terminator underneath awesome so I was like you can get these little bits of skin or little bits of metal and just like put them on your just stick them to your face and shit I, there's a lawsuit going to be coming some kid's going to rip his fucking skin off <laughs> you're going to stick, stick like that thing in his eye yeah, yeah he's going like, to cut the cheekbone out and replace it with this <laughs> may not be used for actual surgery I want to get I want to get an Arnold Arnold mask you put it on you turn like a voice changer you turn it on it goes fuck you asshole <laughs> They are coming out with a Terminator head like they've done it for fucking every t- film and t- toy tie-in recently. It's a Terminator head with glowing eyes. And the way they publicized it, it's Japan. They have all these like family photos with a kid wearing the fucking helmet, like ra- hugging, his, hugging his folks and stuff. Bizarre. And then they show, then they show a little girl showing, holding uh, this. It's, a, it's again like the Hulk fist that goes over your hand and it's a giant Terminator arm like from Terminator 2. And the fist flies off into your face. <laughs> it's not bizarre. It's what Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, uh, in, they're doing something similar for the Wolverine Origins thing. They got the Wolverine arm, the claws that come out. I'm fucking getting that. I'll get two of those. Snickety, snickety, snoring, snoring. What he's doing now is acting out. <laughs> Wolverine's Berserker yes. Rage was adamantium claws. Exactly. I never would have guessed. Okay, Universal, this is the bit of news I got, is planning a Battlestar movie, but not, not based on the current series. Nothing to do with the TV series. No, all the more. To the original guy, Glenn A. Larson, to do it. So bad idea. Why? Bad I idea. Know, it's a bad idea because to it doesn't do matter. It. Even if it's good, it's still a bad idea. It's the wrong timing. Everyone is still so into the yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, like, it's, it's, it's the creator of Knight Rider, uh, Sheriff Lobo, Book Rogers, Quincy M.E., Manimal, Auto Man, DJ, and the Bear. There's a concept. That's a I can't get enough of it. Man and his monkey. <laughs> Jesus Christ. 
Okay, this does seem like a really bad idea now. Why would they give him the money? I mean, Jesus. No, it's like, I'm not saying the movie won't be good. It might very well be good. The only thing is, is that for any, any the core audience that you're aiming for, Battlestar Galactica fans, who at the moment are so in, in, emotionally invested in the current series, yeah. that it's like, even if it's good, you're going to be like, what the fuck? Why are they doing it now? Yeah, that, that's more than I believe. I think it's going to be bad. I, I think, think it's going to be absolutely terrible. You know, who, you know who's behind this? Dirk Benedict. <laughs> Dirk Benedict. I still haven't read all of his rant about how the castration of Starbuck. Have you read that online? The castration he's, he's, of Starbuck? He wrote a fucking tirade. Tirade. Like, this, uh, it's some new TV website, and the way they, they boosted their publicity is like, they got the guy from Alien Nation, the guy who played Jimmy Kahn's character in the TV show. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just went off on, like, liberals and everything. He's just a complete nut- nuthead. And then um, they also got Dirk Benedict, who writes for fucking six pages about how they destroyed his character and all this kind of crap. And then you see the first comment is like, dude, that 70s show, wasn't that good? <laughs> That's just it. The old Battlestar Galactica wasn't that great. I mean, it, it was. It had its moments, like, in a cheesy... Those lovely, lovely suede outfits. They were quite nice. Best thing about it was the theme. It's yeah. like the science fiction version of Magnum P.I. Best thing about it, it's the main theme. No, the best bit about it was the 30 seconds, down, 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 the 30 seconds of, of footage that they used from the movie for every single show. Everyone banged left. The Cylons always attacked from the exact same spot because they couldn't afford John Dixter to make any more fucking events. <laughs> nah, bad idea. It's you, just a weird idea. It's, I just, it's like so out of left field. Why would you do that? Like, I'm, like one talk back, one talk back I wrote, bring back the TV cast or you can fuck off! <laughs> Because like I Lauren can't, I can't see these characters right. I can't see these characters in any, Played by any other actors Right now Well yeah, they, yeah. they would have to go In the cheesy 70s sort of route In order to do anything Yeah cause Like Starsky and Hutch In space Yeah Cause yeah, if they decided much. To update it To make it all gritty Then it's like why Matt Damon as Adama Matt Damon Ben Affleck as Starbuck Oh god Hugh Grant as Baltar <laughs> <laughs> That might work That could work <laughs> Glenn, give us a call. But uh, apparently they're saying even though it'll have nothing to do with the current series, it will still feature the characters uh, Adama and uh, Adama. Well, the, the main, you know, it's, it's, you can't get rid of those characters. It's like having Terminator without the, John Connor. That's just so weird. Yeah. I just, I mean, like, I, I just can't get my head around. Well, right now, I mean, Edward James almost, he owns that role. Yeah. And he directs that role as well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah. Some weird bit of news. Um, we talked about it before with the case of Benjamin Button, that awesome guy who was just shushed the people behind him. He shot them. Oh, yeah? And then sat down and watched the rest of the film before yeah. the cops arrested him. Now, that's what I call a David Fincher fan. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there was something at Notorious, some gang shit cracked out in Notorious. Jason Voorhees was attacked by an axe. Jason Voorhees? The Holy guy, shit. who uh, actor Warren Gillette, Warren Gillette, who played him in uh, Friday the 13th Part 2, for some uh, premiere of the sort of little show somewhere for Friday the Thirteenth, they got him to turn up in the full hockey gear, and some woman in the in the front uh, in the the publicity area freaked out. She jumped up, attacked him, and accidentally like hit him with his own axe because he appeared in the full Jason gear and axe. So wait, she's at a Friday the Thirteenth party, and when Jason shows up, she's like, "Who is she that?" She freaks the fuck out and goes, "Oh my god!" and just runs at him and ends up cutting him and hurting him quite badly. Was she, was she blonde? God only That's knows. That's fucking stupid. I mean, like, you're at, a, you're at a Friday the 13th party, you'd think maybe someone might turn up as Jason. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. It's fucking it's weird. dumb bitch. It's the end of the horror story these days. I wonder if she's listening. <laughs> I have two bits of Preacher news. Both bits make me very nervous. Uh, this, for those of you who don't know, Preacher is a graphic novel by Garth Ennis and Steve Dillon, which is really good. Very cool beginning. comic. Very cool in the beginning. I kind of lost interest near the end but it's still pretty cool I'm ready okay so there's two bits of news that make me nervous the screenwriter who's been apparently uh, hired to write the movie is a guy called John August yeah. his previous credits include Big Fish which is a good movie but not really creature territory yeah. and Charlie's Angels 1 and 2 well 1 I could get he has, he can, he has the master of tone although 2 he lost the master of tone yeah but then but one, is, one is a great movie. But do any of those qualify him to adapt Preacher? No. Does yeah. uh, anything in McGee's CV qualify him to direct Terminator Salvation? No. 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 And the second bit of news, which also makes me nervous, is apparently the, the company release sort of like when they make the announcement, they release sort of, we're doing this movie, and then they release a short synopsis uh-huh. as to what the movie is about. From my idea. And uh, for those of you who've read Preacher, this will make you nervous. They say this movie centers on the preacher of a Texas town who is struggling to get by and is driven only by his strong moral sense. When the city is decimated by an otherworldly force, he ab- embarks on a journey cross-country to take on the evil. <laughs> Jesus! 
Now, it's about a guy who gets bonded with the son of an angel and a demon and he goes after a fucking deadbeat god. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's your fucking snuff. Yeah. It's, it's about a guy going to kick god's ass. And he's not the... In the comic book, he's not a strong moral force. He's, he's an not, alcoholic he's a fucking, burnout yeah. on the verge of like fucking losing it. He's on the verge of suicide. Isn't yeah. It? His best friend is an Irish vampire. Literally. <laughs> Another, speaking of... Uh, Not that we're all blood-sucking fiends. <laughs> That's why I said literally. Like, it's a real vampire. It wasn't, wasn't a metaphor or anything. I mean, it, it just seems like the nightmare Hollywood pussified version of a pretty cool version. Yeah, well, they have the toys for that. You know, you'll get your special clip-on collar. And <laughs> clip-on. Preacher or God action fists. You have, you have the preacher Burger King tie-in. <laughs> get your free, like, crucifix or something. Making this movie. You saw how Dog met a guy, a movie by a guy called Kevin, by Kevin Smith, who fucking... He's a Christian. He believes in this stuff. And he got shit for it. This is a movie about a deadbeat god. People aren't gonna, you know, they have to think about their U.S. box office. Obviously, that if you, like, you maybe you can sneak it under the radar until the, the opening weekend, but like, you know, it's hard to pitch that unless they're actually changing it so to make it more marketable to middle America, which will worry you. That's to be absolutely yeah. which is, again, it, it's the nightmare because I mean that's the problem I have with another Vertigo adaptation, uh, Constantine, yeah. which yeah. isn't a bad movie, but it's not Hellblazer. Yeah, it's not the comic book. I mean. In the movie, he's trying to get back into heaven because he committed yeah. suicide. Whereas in the comic, he doesn't he's just give a, a fuck. fuck. He, yeah. he hates heaven and hell. That's yeah. the whole point of the character yeah. in that he refuses to side with either one. And they completely ruin that for the Keanu Reeves as John Constantine. Which, oh, he was all right. He was all right. He's possible. No, no, he's, but he's not John Constantine. <laughs> well, John Constantine is Sting. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> the character... If they you said that when we created him, we based him off Sting. Yeah, Alan Moore did, yeah. But still, we, do you, but, do you want a sting theme tune? <laughs> I dream of rain. As he's casting out the demon. Keanu <laughs> Reeves wasn't bad in the movie. He just wasn't the character. He wasn't, well, it wasn't Hellblazer. It was Constantine. There's certain movies like that I can do that. I can divorce it completely from what I want it to be. I know it's not going to be that, so just get roll with it. I just sort of saw yeah, it. they should change it. Make it like Joe Evil Smasher dude. <laughs> You know, just isn't that coming out? Yeah, throw evil smasher dude. <laughs> so like, you know, That's right. It's the plumber I'd, of evil or something. I'd go see that. Yeah. I'd go see a movie of that title. The Adventures of Joe, Evil Smasher Dude. Well, there is. I, I haven't seen it, but yeah. there's, that, uh, there's that online fan movie, Jesus Christ, Vampire Slayer. Really? Yeah. Have you never seen heard about it? No. There's more. It's a, it's a low budget thing. It's probably on YouTube, and um, it sounds pretty funny. It is yeah. like him, like you know, it's it's basically like what was it in Clark? Was it in The Simpsons with that Jesus too? The Second Coming. <laughs> When I'm jumping across that was the Family air. Guy. Family Guy. That was Family Guy. Yeah, it looks like it, it's when that. You, it's basically they, it's that. When they break into Mel Gibson's suite. <laughs> uh, speaking of um, uh, uh, plot synopsis that have been released by studios, uh, according to uh, Legendary Pictures password protected company site. Yes. <laughs> uh, Superman Unleashed is listed as one of the company's upcoming films in development, and uh, the the listing included the following synopsis, and I quote. Ramping up the action of its, of, its, of its esteemed predecessor, the sequel to Superman Returns promises to raise the stakes and take the audience to heights of action that no other superhero movie can achieve. So in other words, bye-bye plot. <laughs> but you, you, know, you know how lazy IT guys, especially guys who update websites No wonder are. Brian Singer walked. <laughs> but still, ramping up the action from the previous one, all you need to do that it's is just like one punch. That's probably been in, that's been in place since the first movie. It's like, they're not... Too much, yeah. It's just, it's password protected because it's not ready. Can, can his kid just like die or something? Can his kid have an accident? Because like, you know, you can't... I, I don't want to... This is that the movie, it's like, oh, it's pretty the kid died. Yeah, his, you can't pod, his pod leaked <laughs> on the way to Furina 417. So we're just going to... You can't start off a reboot with your with your superhuman hero uh, having domestic Super troubles. Yeah. Super stalker, yeah. Super stalker, Jesus. Super deadbeat dad. I say, we get, dad. I say we get Michael Bay to direct the new Superman movie. It'll be awesome. Can you imagine what Michael Bay would do with a Superman movie? Well, it'll be like a truck and it's all like... <laughs> and Superman's all like... And, it's all like... and there's explosions. Can you imagine how much military hardware will be in that movie? <laughs> right? Superman versus the US of A, motherfucker. This is the... This is the first movie to use this fucking jet, blah, blah, blah. Even the military don't know about this fucking jet. That was the thing as well with Superman this week. And someone involved with the production came out and said, whatever, Kevin McTeague's smoking, it ain't the real shit. So that whole stuff we said last week about the Wachowskis supposedly being... Yeah, that's all crap. Really, it's all complete bullshit. This is, the, this is the problem with doing this weekly podcast in the age of the internet. Fucking every week is like stories flip flop back and forth. Yeah, but you figured it comes from the filmmaker's mouth. There might be some truth to it. Hopefully. Took yeah. a while for them to say it though. It was like a week, a full week before they said it. And like usually those, especially on ASCM, they were yeah. it almost straight away. Yeah, yeah. Different. Well, maybe it's sort of um, negotiations broke down. So rather than say you know 
they fired. It's just, no, no, it never happened. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking of pointless movies, uh, they're doing a sequel to uh, Meet, Meet the, the Fuckers. Yeah. Meet the now, fuckers. now it's Little Fuckers. Yeah. Oh, it's like, Jesus Christ! This is under the headline of Couldn't Care Less. I hated the first one. I, I hate, fucking I, wanted to get up there and slap some stands. I hate like, those fucking movies. They're, so they're, they're like this generation's Home Alone movies. I can't fucking stand them. I'm you know? Like, dude. I'd pay to go see a Macaulay Culkin movie again before I go see Little Fuckers. <laughs> And they get, Dirty little bastards. It's just hate. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less. It's like, you know, Ben Stiller just, just cements his reputation as the Jewish Hugh Grant. Ugh. Bad movie, good movie. Bad movie, good movie. Bad movie. Robert, good. De, Robert De Niro, what is he smoking these days? You know, it's like, it's like my career's in trouble. I know, I'll do Adventures of Rocky and Bullwinkle. Oh, hey, I, I think I've, I, I've done all this serious shit. I've got the Oscars. I'm really funny. <laughs> I should be in Analyze All of These. Dude, people were laughing because you were lampooning yourself, not because you're funny. Yeah. You were in a, a successful extended SNL sketch. Let's not go. Dustin Hoffman's in the same, but he pulled it off with a bit more flair. He has. He is actually funny. Yeah. Well, De Niro was. I mean, he did Midnight Run. Midnight Run. Yeah. yeah. But, that was a but long he wasn't playing time. comedy. Yeah, but he wasn't playing comedy. The character. He, he wasn't was playing right. comedy. Yeah. You know, I mean, that 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 was brilliant. But the thing is, now he's like he, he parodies himself now when he yeah. does, and it's like that. That's cool when you for the first couple of times when people aren't used to seeing you do that. It's like, oh, cool. He's got a sense of humor about himself. You know, once you realize that. You could do that, yeah. and then you did the serious shit. You, like if Tom Cruise starts dancing at the end of every fucking movie, I'll stop going to the cinema. But then he can come back. Look at William Shatner. True. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he lampooned himself, and then all of a sudden now he's winning drama awards for that. What is that show? Boston. Boston, Boston Legal. Legal. Danny Crane. I love him in that. Danny Crane. He's fucking brilliant. William um, Shatner. Some sci-fi movie news. Um, Robert Rodriguez is looking to do a movie called Nerve Rackers. Nerve Rackers. Yeah. It's well, something apparently he told um, Harry from Any Cool about years ago, and it's basically a sci-fi. Masterpiece. It's set in the future about a what was it? A guy who has to, he's part of a unit dispatched to quell a crime wave in a theoretically perfect future society. I think he's aiming for his Blade Runner. I think he should aim for fucking. Wait, so is he doing too. it for a studio or is he just going to shoot it in his backyard? Like no, he's doing it for a studio. Um, it's already got a release date of April and April 2010. 2010. Yeah. Wow. So I'm not sure the studio who's behind Because Rodriguez has been all like, you know, you don't need studios anymore. Man. Yeah, yeah. Like you can do it all yourself. But what about fucking Sin City Two? Yeah. Supposed to be doing that as well. I, I read. Well, Frank Miller is probably having a sort of in a corner somewhere depressed after the spirit came out. He's like, oh, I'm sorry, Will. I'm the goddamn Frank Miller. <laughs> All these people that were calling him a genius before. Yeah. Uh, now they're calling him a retard. Um, the, so fu- the other side of the I fucking hate Robocop 2. <laughs> Comics much better. Um, yeah. No, the comics is very good. Uh, the other sci-fi movie that was talked about was Robert Downey Jr. and Gwyneth Paltrow in Timur... The guy who did... Um, <laughs> Daywatch. Well, Daywatch and Nightwatch. Wanted. Yeah, it's about a, a movie where the race of aliens are killing humanity, but they start in the future and they're coming backwards in time to do it all over again. They must be super pissed off. They're not just killing humanity. They're like, we've destroyed you, now we're going to travel a day before we've destroyed you. Just destroy, destroy you again. again. <laughs> <laughs> and then we're going to fuck you in the ass. <laughs> So Robert Downey Jr. going to Paltrow attached, and he's the only one who uh, can go back as well. Oh, he can time travel. Yeah, so, so apparently he's gone back every day. Like, End of night. Oh, God, you. Oh shit, aliens! <laughs> over and over again. So, um, it's, so it's like Groundhog Day meets Independence Day. Yeah, yeah. Groundhog Independence. It sounds fucking brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> It sounds like, and especially if Robert Downey Jr. is like a weird freakout, like you know, he's he's done this like a yeah, thousand yeah. times already, and he's only made it to like the year two thousand or something like that. And it's like he's just freaking out. Why don't you guys believe me anymore? It sounds like one. It sounds like one of those movies that when you hear it in theory, you think to yourself, "That sounds fucking stupid." Mm. But when it comes out, you'll probably be first in line. I know I will. Big time travel movies. All right, uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep, who's playing the comedian in, in Watchmen. Watchmen. Uh, he might good be, friend of Jackie Earl Haley. He is negotiating and to Harry Dean Stanton. Harry Dean Stanton. <laughs> we, we have the same with, with these three word names. Three, three word names. Nick in negotiations to join the cast of the movie The Losers, yeah. mm. which is based on a Vertigo comic. Vertigo comic. Very good, really comic. good crime comic by Andy Diggle, who's a great writer, and drawn by Jock. Jock. Both of them used to work for 2008. Yeah. Yes. No, the um, fucking The okay, Losers. The Losers, the Losers is a very cool comic. It's not ready. It was actually an old, uh, an old, an older title. Yeah, it was around the same time as Hundred Bullets. Uh, no, that's the, that was the new one. It used to be out uh, quite a long time ago. The Hundred Bullets, the other one. They were they, they were all out quite a while ago. It was when Vertigo was going through his crime phase. Yeah, um, and the Losers was about the the, uh, the update was about a special forces uh, team that basically get blacklisted by the CIA. CIA and yeah, they're, they're sent to a suicide suicide mission. They're left for dead. So they and they're all blacklisted after that and marked. 
and but they don't die. They they, they survive the attack, and they're all incredibly pissed off. Yeah. So it's uh, that's essentially it. And uh, Clay is the leader of the group. But it's just a fucking cool comic, and it does not in any way resemble your normal type of... It feels very real, gritty crime fiction. Yeah, yeah. Um, so a movie version of it would be very cool. Because this it, isn't Pigeon Talks to the Lead? Or, oh, oh, it's, it's, it's a comedian. It was originally yeah. supposed yeah. to be directed by Peter Berg. Yeah. Peter Berg was... Well, I think, done a great I think job. he would have done a great job. Peter, Peter Berg has emerged as a really cool... Like, he can do that kind of masculine sort of... He's very good at that. I mean, I love his first movie, Very Bad Things. I thought that was fucking funny. And very Bad Things. Oh, yeah. And Friday Night Lights is one of the best fucking football movies I've ever seen. fucking brilliant. Very, very good. But uh, anyway, he's not directing it. <laughs> so we were talking about him for five minutes. It's, uh, it's, he's been replaced with, uh, I think it was it, Sylvian, Sylvian White, who directed Stump the Yard. I haven't seen that. Oh, Stomp, Stomp the Yard. Yeah, Stomp the Yard. I know, I know. Oh, God. Maybe, like, I don't know, the losers will all come out. Why can't they get their together? It'll come out, they'll do Stomp. Another movie we're looking forward to. Another movie we're looking forward to a lot. Inglorious Bastards. You see the posters? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. See the posters for Inglorious Bastards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Once upon a time in Nazi occupied France. I like the baseball (laughs) bat with the. Really? My one is the the, with the rifle with the title like uh, scratched onto the pocket. That's my favorite one. They're cool fucking posters. The first one with the kind of knife has a very three hundred feel about with the thing of red eyes. Just very subtle, very cool. I'm actually the posters get me more excited about the movie than the actual trailer. Mm. Actually, Tarantino makes the. I think he he understands that Nazis are the perfect bad guys yeah, yeah, yeah. you can do anything you want to them nobody will feel bad and they will cheer you on well, I'm dying for was it Dead Snow you know the zombie Nazi movie have you heard about that oh, yeah, 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 yeah. One. and there's also is it um, it's not Valkyrie it's something else it's Blitzkrieg 2020 something or like that mm-hmm. it's about in the during World War 2 a bunch of Nazis were sent to the moon and now they're coming back Oh, right, right, right. <laughs> they're doing that like Sky Captain, right? Yeah, something like that. So it's going to be completely over the fucking top. You can't go wrong with that. Yeah. It's just the ultimate bag. Do you, do you, you ever see the trailer for uh, Tokyo Zombies? Yeah. Uh, Tokyo Zombies? No. Or Tokyo Police Squad or Tokyo Zombies? No, this one called Tokyo Zombies. I haven't seen it. I just saw it there. But someone, Anchor Bay, has acquired the rights to release the DVD. But I was like, because uh, I, I had to leave. I was at the office. So I didn't get the chance to see it. I was wondering if you did. But no. just the title alone, it's like Tokyo Zombies. Yeah, awesome. Oh, that's the other one. It's Tokyo, Tokyo Gore Police. Tokyo Gore Police? <laughs> yeah, I, it was, it, we saw, saw the trailer for a while uh, ago. Subtle film, no doubt. Totally. It's just this uh, mutation going through the, the thing that t- the populace that turns into a fucking psychopath eating a cannibal bastard. And um, uh, the poli- if you cut them, they'll like grow weapons. <laughs> <laughs> so there's a girl walking around and her legs are just like fucking alligator <laughs> mouths. So the Tokyo Gore Police got to take them down with whatever they got. Has like machine guns and samurai swords and just like like you know the, the what you call it the Wolf Wolf Brigade kind of what was that the, the Wolf the animated movie with the guys in the kind of weird outfit you know fucking it's like Nazi plus plus yeah armor no clue the Wolf Squad Wolf Brigade something like that okay. oh, oh yeah yeah uh, fucking yeah Wolf Brigade yeah. 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 Okay, I want to see that movie. So that looks fucking cool. cool Tokyo Gore well. Police. All right, it's going on. Sweet. Those are some cool outfits. Yeah. We use all over the place. Okay, they've uh, just uh, released more concept art for the new Judge Dredd film. I didn't see this. I haven't seen it. And it looks pretty cool. Because I saw the initial and batch. And the art is actually by Jock. Jock, mm-hmm. the, guy, the, the losers. The, losers. the initial batch was just like silhouettes of the judges and you could just kind of see the, yeah, the They've got one now where you see sort of Judge Dredd. Uh, yeah, the silhouettes of the judges with the fire was really cool. Yeah. Was it fucking uh, Johnny who was saying that it's okay to take off his helmet. It's okay, like he, what? Like he, yeah, I think he it didn't was. have issues with the Stallone Judge Dredd movie. It's like, it's like, it's, it's, like, it's like I said to, to you earlier today. It's like the certain movies that I can totally divorce them from the source material. And right. Judge Dredd was one of them because it was shit. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so you and, and it had what's his name? Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. Rob Schneider. <laughs> um, I am the Lord. Rob Schneider's best movie is still Surf Ninjas. <laughs> Ernie Reyes Jr. and Rob Schneider born to be in a movie together. But I'm hoping that they're really cool and hardcore. It's done by the same uh, the producers of 28 Days Later. So yeah, yeah. They keep that kind of and, uh, vibe. I and Rebellion, the guys who there was 2008 was uh, you know not doing so well quite a while ago. And these the guys who made the Aliens vs Predator video game uh-huh. said, "Shit, we got loads of money. <laughs> We're massive geeks. Let's buy 2008." Right. So they bought it. So they own it now, and they own all the rights for it. So that's why they've been able to churn out like a Rogue Trooper game, which was fucking awesome. And they're keeping a, like they're keeping a tight rein on the IP, so it doesn't get fucked up. So that I think would lead to them hopefully doing the George Dredd movie we want to see. So they own all the 2080 properties. Yeah. Oh, 
Oh, interesting. When they bought the comic, they got all the rights to all the stuff, so they... Strontium dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they have a good... I think they're, they're talking about a Rogue Trooper movie and works as well. They're, like, they've got, they're working on which ones are... AB, oh, is it not ABC Warriors? The other one. Um, the one that's like Vietnam and space. Bad company. Oh, yeah? I think that was that was um, that was one of the options they were looking at there to get made, which is a fucked up. It's basically Nam, but like the main guy's half alien and they're fighting aliens and this That's wicked trip outs and everything throughout it. No, they're, they're amazing stories. Cross the platoon, amazing yeah. stories. Okay, cool. Okay, um, I remember that um, at one point Tom Cruise is going to be doing a movie called Edmund Salt. Yes, and yeah. it changed and to they, um, they changed it to the uh, to the, Salt. To no, the, and then after that uh, he got he he got dumped or he left or whatever. And they turned it into an Angelina Jolie project with the genius title change of uh, from Edwin Salt to uh, Evelyn Salt. Well, it's just Salt. Oh, that was Edwina. No, now it's Evelyn. Edwina. It was just Salt. Uh, the news Sounds like a tranny. The new ones I saw. The new news I saw about this mentioned it as in the movie's called Salt. Just salt. What is it about? Um, oh, the, I mean, it's a really, really original Dude, plot. It's salt. <laughs> it's a really a miracle. <laughs> it's about the, it's about Edwina Salt, the uh, creator of Salt. Uh, it's. No, the plot's very original. It's about a CIA agent who gets framed as a Russian spy, and then she needs to clear her name and find the real traitor before the president gets assassinated. Huh, surprising. Yeah, okay. It's, uh, you know, it's like, I've never seen a movie like that before. It's 24. <laughs> that kind of plot, you know, no one has the balls to do that kind of story these days. <laughs> yeah, That's brave, man. Uh, yeah, but one good thing about this movie is that uh, Lee Shriver has joined the cast, and he's always good fun. Yeah, and um, speaking of name changes, uh, Nottingham. Yeah, yes. um, now it's known as Robin Hood. He's like, we're going to do all that shit about, you know, Robin Hood was the sheriff of Nottingham a lot, but then fuck it, we'll just do Robin Hood. <laughs> so just doing a Robin Hood movie. Just yeah. doing, and it's just going to be a Robin Hood movie, although the en- I think one of the quotes was, um, the enemy's a lot bigger this time. The enemy's France. <laughs> <laughs> all of France. Yeah, yeah. It's, like, it's something about he's an archer for Richard the Lionheart or something like that, and then shit happens, and, you know, it, it'll be fucking Robin Hood. Jesus yeah, Christ. Wait, wasn't this, the, wasn't this the time of the Crusades? Yeah. So that means wasn't France and England sort of working together? All something? the Christian ones were all the Slavs and the Slavs. Okay. I was like the Crusades is a long fucking time. <laughs> we're, not many many of them. we're not talking about a weekend in Tunisia here. <laughs> but part of the fun of the Robin Hood thing is hiding out in the woods. What are you gonna make? <laughs> what are you gonna go global and shit with it? Fucking, it's Ridley Scott, so you just know you're gonna have that helicopter aerial shot that zooms in on certain places. <laughs> and apparently, uh, he's lost. Uh, Russell Crowe's lost the weight, and he's also hitting. He's practicing his archery he can hit the bullseye 45 yards so he's working on that <laughs> okay well excellent yeah. that'll be sweet um, a little bit of news as well for those of you who read comic books again Scott Pilgrim versus the world mm-hmm. um, if you look on MySpace Edgar Wright uh, the director has a MySpace page where he's been just adding bits and pieces like they have like the, you know the cardboard cutouts they use for setting up shots kind of yeah, 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 yeah. a couple of those things and they've had the, char- the actors playing the characters mm-hmm. with a normal sketch of the character and they're hiding most of their face so this is up on Dark Horizons at the moment and if they put them all together because on Edgar Wright's blog they're quite spread out yeah, yeah. and um, look, even just to see the top of the people's faces like Michael Sarah has like a parka on like um, Scott Pilgrim does in the picture mm-hmm. and it looks it now I, yeah. I thought he was a bit young to play the character yeah, but yeah. it looks it now it looks like it will work and all the other guys Jason Schwartzman is supposed to be number 7 yeah yeah Mary Elizabeth Winstead she's uh, uh, Ramona Flowers and uh, her, I really liked her eyes fucking beautiful it's big eyes. fucking eyes and big the hair, especially with her haircut it's, yeah. it's Ramona Flowers it's Ramona Flowers I've only read the first book and I'm like thinking, this is the best casting ever it's great casting fucking uh, Brandon Routh Chris Evans just really really good casting I think it's that's... Superman and the Human Torch together at last <laughs> I've never read it but I've heard good things it's very very good it's very often. It's actually perfect. It's perfect casting for Edgar Wright. Yeah, he's the he's the perfect director for this kind of material. He's got the, he's got the tone down. Any more news, you guys? No, I'm done. Uh, I got one more bit of news. What's that? Two projects are coming out. One's a book. One's a script. Oh. Probably the greatest titles ever. This is under the under the headline. You wait. You wait ages for both, and then three come along at once. Yeah. Pride and Prejudice and Zombies. <laughs> really. The name of the book coming out. And, and there's a bidding war already over the movie, bidding right? War over the movie. And Elton John is producing another movie called Pride and Predator. Both so, just sound so amazing. It's just, it's like this is what cinema was created for. Jane Austen's just, fucking annoying characters getting torn to bits by zombies. Well, as I said, every, every schoolboy is just like, yeah! <laughs> Screw you. What I've always said, every work of art is improved by the introduction of zombies. Of zombies. Simpsons and, quote. Yeah, just brilliant. Just brilliant. I said before, like, zombies are one of those things you can add. Zombies and aliens, you can just add to anything. And they're going to start doing that with Outlander hopefully making money despite the fact it's been shown. It's like it's out here on DVD before it's out in the US. Yeah. Um, three theaters. Vikings versus aliens, all good. 
Cowboys versus aliens. I can't go wrong with that. As any, again, you can just fit in zombies there anyway. It works perfectly. Yeah, brilliant. Oh. That's it. Do you guys have any trailers this week? Oh yeah, I saw. I caught the um, the 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 X Men or uh, X Men Origins Wolverine the three um, three uh, trailers they stitched together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I caught them as well. I looked, I'm actually getting a bit more excited about this. The first trailer was fun, but looked like it could be dumb. Yeah. But this yeah. looked like Liv Schreiber fucking owns the role. Fucking yeah, yeah, yeah. everything. And it was just nice to see that mon- that montage of, uh, of all the wars that they had been through together. The two of them with the massive yeah. fucking burgers grips, smoking cigars, going into World War Two looks fucking awesome from the Saving Private Ryan beach landing scene. And there was a very nice, like very uh, very nice Wolverine moment where after they they both get shot and uh, Danny Houston the striker is like going. Uh, so you you were sentenced to death by firing squad. What was that like? It tickled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was like uh, that, that. That was nice. That was a classic Logan moment. Nice, yeah. nice. I've only seen the first one of these. But uh, you know, I'm scared about what they're doing with Deadpool. Well, it looks like they're being quiet. There's new toys released again. It looks like they're not going for the suit, but he's got like massive uh, bruises around his eyes. I know, but still, I, you know, like Deadpool, I'd like to see the mask. Yeah, I don't I'd think like you're going to get the mask in this. Yeah, but then if you do a movie, you run into the same problem you have with Spider-Man. You, you can't see any Which I didn't have any problem with I didn't with have any problem with it. I got pissed off every time you stopped because you know, oh, I've stopped, so I've got to take off my mask so I can breathe. Yeah. You know, and it's like, come on. Yeah, it's like giving off of his prime face. They're just afraid of not having a face. If you're scared yeah, of people knowing you're Spider-Man, why do you keep taking off your mask all the fucking time? <laughs> but it is better in comics where they can make the eyes bigger or smaller yeah. to give some form of expression yeah, I guess so but that's all digital effects these days but these looks cool I mean like they show them like rampaging through the wars they're actually like you know running on all fours in civil war gear it looks okay. just fucking cool all right. All right. No, it looks very cool yeah and I mean Liv Schreiber's got a lot, of slack, uh, a lot of heck over this and he was like talking about on some websites about how it pissed them off like, he's not angry he's just like really disappointed he's like, he's, like he felt really bad He's like he might piss off all these people and stuff like that. But he seems to be—he's totally. He was originally supposed to be striker, and he said, "Give me the saber tooth." Really? Yeah. yeah. I said, I want, can lobby, I, I, I've read through through. This is total what saber tooth is like. I won't do this. And they're like, "Okay." And I mean, it was a weird casting. We were expecting some wrestler, but yeah, he could own it. This could be interesting. And the trailer I saw last week, which I forgot to mention, was "Blood: The Last Vampire." Oh yeah, what's oh, that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a live action version of yeah. that. I've seen this is on television here, and it's like not much explanation is given. It's just like a schoolgirl who's also a vampire. Which Wait, is you see the TV show or the mini movie they made? The mini movies, uh, the first, the movie of the original movie. They made a movie first, and then they made um, the TV show, which is set slightly alternate. But it's just this uh, schoolgirl who hunts down these more rabid vampires. Yeah. Because I like the of, movie a lot, yeah. but the TV series I didn't like the yeah, animation. It's a, it's a lot. Of, it's just a lot, a lot of cool, dark gothic animation, and just the tone of it's really, really nice. And you don't explain much and all that kind of stuff. The live action one looks just as sweet. They look like they replicate a lot of it. The, the movie looked a lot like it's all set at night, you know. So it's a lot of just black screen with things moving in it slightly. Cool. And um, it looked like they kind of got that kind of effect, and they've got a lot of effect shots in this. So it looks like it could be a cool vampire for the flick. Cool. Okay, I saw the trailer for, oh God, S. Darko. Uh-huh. Um, the follow-up to Danny Darko. Yeah, the follow-up, which was just crying out for a sequel. Yeah, yeah. Richard Kelly's not involved in this. No, Rich Kelly's got nothing to do with it. Nope. It seems that they're taking all the sort of philosophical aspects of Donnie Darko. And throwing it out the window. <laughs> and turning it into a horror film. Yeah. It's like, she's not even, she's not even his sister and shit. And it's, it's, what it's was just, the trailer like, though? Does the trailer show any it, it, points? I mean, no, I mean, you couldn't really get too much out of it. They were just, like, using a lot of the visual elements from the first film, like that. Is this the, the new, is this the new trailer? or Because it was an old trailer where they just showed clips from the old from the No, old no, movie. this one is new trailer. Okay. It's all new footage from the new film. And it seems that they're taking the visual cues from the first film and yeah, just okay. using that in a more sort of traditional horror movie fucking story yeah. so you get the, the, the sort of like the invisible spears coming out of people and elements of time travel or Frank. You know, people coming from the future saying the world's gonna end is Frank in it? any bunny? Uh, yeah there's, any bunny? One, there's one shot at the end where you see the bunny just breathing so what the like it's staring at it's going like <sighs> yeah, because he had an asthma problem in the first movie he didn't he was just talking about I, I, just, I don't know I I Why do you really wear that like, stupid man? I mean, Donnie Darko, I really like actually the theatrical cut of the, yeah. the original I, cut I, of that I, film. I really like it. I prefer the theatrical cut. And uh, it, it just seemed, I don't know, I, I guess it's because I've seen the subsequent director's cut and I've seen um, the movie Richard Kelly made after that. Self and Tales. Which was just... A Bag of Crazy. Yeah, yeah. So it's sort of... With Justin Timberlake. And, yeah, it's just... Oh. And a dance segment. So it's made me almost look back poorly on Donnie Darko. Yeah. And in fact, I really enjoyed it, but uh, just... No, the director's cut follow. was uh, very wanky. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Jesus Christ, man. Another trailer you might not have seen is the frequently asked questions about time travel. 
No, I haven't seen this. They've been talking about this for a while. It's a UK production, and um, it stars a lot of UK guys. One of the guys from the IT crowd, Chris O'Dowd, mm-hmm. he's actually the Irish guy. He's playing uh, one of the lead characters, and they're visited by this girl from the future who warns about something, and they don't pay any fucking attention. And then they find a time rift in the, in the toilet in this pub, and they came, like wander into the future, and they're like, one of them's a big sci-fi geek, mm-hmm. and it's like it's the frequently asked questions, like, all right, we can't meet ourselves, and, but they have then they show segments of them like avoiding themselves, you know, the Back to the Future style. But also then just rooms full of hundreds of them. So they obviously outline all the rules of the side of the time travel movie and then break every single one. Yeah, okay, that could be interesting. Because it just has rooms of them after that. It just shows that like the three of them and there's like sixty four of the three of them just walking around hanging around in the post apocalyptic wasteland. <laughs> so it looks like it could be good. Anna Faris is in it, you know, like Gavin. Oh, oh. She's uh, it's, it's kinda of weird, it's got this international kind of cast, but it's odd. Well, she needs work now that pushing daisies though. Yeah. Anna Faris is on Pushing Daisies. Anna Faris is uh, the house bunny. She's the oh, one who's movie. the one on Pushing Daisies? Anna, something else. <laughs> <laughs> something else. Thank you. You cleared that up. Okay, Anna Faris. Hate her. Hate her. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't look. Like, it doesn't look like she's in it for long. <laughs> Come on, man. You don't know what college is like in the states. On Anna Faris is awesome. <laughs> Did you guys see the trailers for Funny People in the Boat That Rocked? Yes, Funny People look pretty okay. Both. Yeah, it looks like um, it's Joe Dupatow's uh, Punch Drunk Love. Mm-hmm. It's like it's it what? It's his Punch Drunk Love. It looks like he's oh, right, you right, know, right. it's kind of like it's like his serious comedy movie. And it looks like uh, Seth Rogen's not playing the usual Seth Rogen character. Thank God, because I'm getting sick and tired of Seth beer. Rogen. Seth Rogen. <laughs> hey, Pineapple Express is awesome. But um, yeah, it's a, he works for Adam Sandler, who's a big comedian, and he's writing his. Uh, he gets some writes jokes, and they come mates, and then your man gets cancer, and then he doesn't have cancer. I don't think I'm ruining anything. It's in the trailer. Yeah. But it looks like nice and measured. Not oh, not too many like guy falls over jokes. Yeah. And um, some nice scenes actually. Cool. Uh, another trailer I saw. It's oh, did you see? Sorry, did you see Eric Bana? Eric Bana yes, in it as yes, well. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, funny Leslie, funny. Leslie Mann from um, oh, what was it? The Nike uh, movie f- was it? Was she in Knocked George in the Jungle? And yeah, she was in Knocked Up. She was Paul Rudd. She was in George in the Jungle as well. Yeah. yeah. Yes. Um, she was also in Cable Guy. There's some there's some <laughs> conflict between her and her new boyfriend Eric Bana that you know Adam Sandler's thinking of getting back together with her, and she just starts taking off his Aussie accent. Right. And like Seth Rogen on Sandler going like, what accent? What accent is that? It's like, oh, it's, everybody goes to a massage parlor. <laughs> you know, he's like, look, everyone knows what I don't talk like that. Why are you doing that voice? <laughs> So it looks like Eric Bana could be, you know, working his comedy aspect. Cool, which is where he started. Yeah. <laughs> and oh, Phyllis. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Go ahead. Uh, I saw a trailer for I think it's some sort of low budget independent sci-fi movie called Sleep Sleep Dealer. Yeah, I saw this as well. Doesn't look that low budget. Yeah, but it's a, it was a Sundance is, is, film. Yeah, yeah. Thing, so it's a, Isn't this supposed to be like from the same creative team who did like another really popular movie or something? No, <laughs> maybe. Really? Uh, one, of those, one of those many, one of those few. That few, I like few who make popular movies. Exactly. Thanks for pointing that out. I just, it's about like a, I just remember reading the team something. Did that movie that you liked? <laughs> oh, I love that movie. Yeah. I'll go see. Let's go see this. <laughs> but it's about Mexicans going over the border to work in the U.S., but they're not actually going over. They're telecommuting via robots. So it's like the U.S. gets to have all the labor in the house. Uh-huh. Yeah, sounds awesome. <laughs> it has a lot of cool like it has it's a lot Spanish of, language uh, it's, I think it is might be. it didn't yeah. have a lot of dialogue yeah. in it but it's like it has him like all trapped into this machine you know running stuff and like that and he gets in trouble and he has to cross the border although there was a, the other person in it was English speaking wasn't it it was well, a girl he meets but I remember there's a lot of Spanish in the yeah. it's a foreign movie uh, Mexican probably yeah probably right. half of you know, half Spanish half English speaking, uh, there was a thing about teams that make movies you like there was a fan made trailer for Escape from, Escape from Seven, uh, City 17 it's um, based on a video game called Half Life. Right, right. These guys right. got the new limit. They made the first two episodes for five hundred dollars, <laughs> and they do have a lot of benefit because they make remaking the video game. So they use an awful lot of assets from the actual because it's a tool for the video game to actually mess with it. Uh-huh. So they're able to grab the assets and actually use the effects of these like giant tripod walkers and stuff. It's basically when human when humanity's been overrun by aliens, we've been living with them for quite some time, and um, they managed to just match the touch of the game. In the back of every scene, there's like this huge tower with terror with flames around. Everyone's trying to get out of the city because of this, which is from the game as well. But it's in, the, it's in the back of a lot of shots, and they just—it looks really cool. For five hundred bucks, it looks ridiculously cool. I don't so, know the game, huh? I don't know the game. No, it's going to be the first one, but it was quite fun. Yeah, but it's going to be uh, episodic, and they just—it's this guy called the, the something brothers. They're, you can find it on YouTube under the Purchase Brothers. They have to basically I think they're kind of just drill off some work for themselves. But it just looks really cool. Right, the outfits and everything. production facilities. Uh, I think it's a day or something like that. Yeah, they're just trying to get work with production producers. Alright, uh, the other trade I saw was The Boat That Rocked. 
That's a good. That looks good. Yeah, that looks pretty funny. That looks like, good. Did you see the yeah, yeah. It looks like they've got Greg Philip Seymour Hoffman. Looks like he's having a whale of a time. Wait, that's the Richard Curtis. Richard Curtis. It's yeah. with the pirate radio station. Right, with right, the right. Nick Frost. Yeah, I saw the old trailer. Bill Nye. No, I didn't see the old trailer. I just saw the posters before. I was like, that was the first I heard of it. I was like, fuck, it's this on the radar. It's uh, coming yeah. out pretty oh, soon. Bill Nye's in it. That's right. Yeah. he's always good value. For me. Kenneth Branagh's in it as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's April that comes out in the UK. No, I'm looking forward to that. That mm. looks that looks pretty funny. Um, also, there's going to be more Star Trek trailers attached to um, some of the new movies coming up soon. There's going to be at least two more trailers before the movie comes out. Cool. So, more trailers to watch. Come on, come on, me. Moving on to reviews. Reviews. All right. Can you start? Sure. Uh, movie I saw just came out. Punisher Wars out. Uh-huh. We've talked about this before about the, the, the scandal behind the director being like giving shit and stuff. Yeah, like first it was reported that she was fired or something, and that then it turns out that she was and back and she was never fired, and you know, like fucking okay. everyone's a fucking liar. First, let's get it out of. It's not a very good movie. Really, it, it, it's really not. <laughs> uh, it's you guys keep talking about tone. I mean, tonally, it's really strange. Uh, it, there's bits where it's a straight up hardcore, you know, unapologetically violent action movie, mm-hmm. and then there's these bits with these very strange humor that borders on like social satire about America and things like. It's just <laughs> totally very odd, um, and also. They keep trying to humanize the Punisher. Right, he's just and an I, angry bastard who kills everyone. I really wish they'd stop doing that. I mean, it's one of these things where I mean, they've done the Punisher movie three times now, yeah, and yeah. in a way, they've never quite gotten him yeah, right. They've never learned their lesson. And it's one of these weird things because if anyone here reads comics, you've probably read the Garth Ennis Punisher Max yeah. series, and each one of those graphic novels. It's a movie. Yeah. You just, just do that. Just do that movie. Just do that, and you would have a brilliant fucking hardcore action movie. Now. It does, though, have unapologetically violent kills. Excellent. Like, over-the-top, horribly, like, just graphically violent kills. Like, there's this one bit which just is insane, where apparently Frank Castle is so strong, like, he doesn't have any, he just got his fist. He punches a guy so hard that his hand breaks through his face <laughs> into his head. And he has to shake it off. I mean, and it's not even like he's using a crowbar. It's just his face going, boom, and he punches through the guy's face. So it's got that kind of level of violence. You're talking it up to me. I want to see I want it. To see it. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's a bad movie, but it's worth watching. It's worth watching. However, it's low budget, so when the violence is not happening, it's really just sort of quite dull. Oh. And uh, there's another thing that's really strange about it, speaking of tone. Two things that never should go together. The Punisher and parkour. Oh, really? There's like fucking parkour people, like parkour thieves, jumping around in a fucking Punisher movie. <laughs> I, oh, fucking, oh, Jesus. Because um, you really liked it then, yeah? Yeah, the, the violence was cool. Everything else, you're just like, what the fuck? When he told me that, I was like telling him, you know the last movie he used parkour? Babylon AD. Yeah. <laughs> Worked for that movie. And to top it all off, uh, Ray, what's his name? Ray, Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson. He, put, he makes an amazing Punisher when he's quiet and killing people. <laughs> the moment he opens his mouth, he has a terrible American accent. Oh, no. And to top it all off, the bad guy is Dominic West, who's in The Wire. He's also a uh, uh, British, I'm not sure what Yeah, he's, he's British. He's a British actor. So he, on The Wire, he does a brilliant Baltimore accent. But in this movie, he does a horrible... Stereotypical, like New York mafioso. Oh, We're gonna kill the Punisher. <laughs> it's just, oh Jesus Christ! He plays Jigsaw, by the way. Jigsaw. So it, it's it's really a movie of one minute you go fucking cool, the next minute you go, what the hell are you doing? It's got uh, when when uh, Tom Jane was still supposedly going to be playing the Punisher in the sequel. Uh, from what I understand, they actually uh, were looking at Michael Keaton for Jigsaw. That would have been interesting. That would have been that fucking would have been cool. Been very interesting. Yeah. But the weird thing, I mean, Dominic West is a very good actor. If you've seen The Wire, he is a brilliant actor. He's, he's done a lot of but movies. But it's just he's he's just really bad in this one. Just like just hamming it up. So is it worth a Sunday afternoon or? Would it's you... worth a Sunday afternoon. It's worth just popping it in and watching it. But it's it's not the Punisher movie that you want. If you're a hardcore sort of Garth Ennis Punisher fan, this is not the movie you want. Oh, that's pretty cool. Okay. But if you don't know shit about the character, you can probably have a good time. Yeah. I mean, if you just like violent action movies. Okay. Yeah. They're not bad. Oh, I'll go next. Okay. Um, uh, what's the changing last night? The new Angelina Jolie movie mm-hmm. about uh, Christine Kester, a woman who kid disappears 
And when she goes back, she doesn't think it's him. And it's pretty clear in the movie it's not him. And there's her whole fight against the uh, cops. Clint Eastwood directed that. Clint Eastwood directed it, yeah. Um, there's a whole plot about her you know, going up against the cops to try and find her actual kid. And that's all I saw from the trailer. That looks like about the, the, the first 45 minutes. Really? Yeah. It's like. Because based on the trailer, I wasn't really interested in watching it. Yeah, because it looks like a Hallmark movie. Yeah, yeah. It looks like. Oh, my it's son! Okay. One woman's fight against injustice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and I mean. I know these Hallmark movies happen to real people too, but it just, it's kind of tried doing it like that. <laughs> but this, like, it's totally, it's like Aaron Brockovich is the same kind of thing. You know, it's a story that you could expect to see on Hallmark, but actually it's a good movie. Really? Okay. Yeah. So um, this is the same, it's just it's handled really well. Angelina Jones is very, very good in it. And I can't really say, it's a very hard movie to talk about because the, the bits that aren't in the trailer, it's like, it's not a twist so much, but it's just like halfway through, you're like, okay, this is the movie I thought it was, I don't know where it's going. And it has more endings than Lord of the Rings. But you go with them. <laughs> oh, okay. It's like, it's not so much Fate to Black. Cool. Fate to Black. Fate so to there's points where it could so end and you're like, like going, oh, they're going a bit further. So is it kind of like Million Dollar Baby where you think it's one kind of movie and all of a sudden... A little bit, yeah. A little bit. Very much, actually. Think of the same thing. Yeah. It's uh, John Malkovich is in it as well, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Who does he play? Yeah, he plays this kind of a local pastor who is aware of her plight and has this whole crusade he's against got, the other city. He's got uh, Jeffrey Donovan, the guy from Burn Jeffrey Donovan, Notice. the guy from Burn Notice, who I, I love the guy. And Blair Witch, too. Yeah. Book of Shadows. <laughs> I really like him, and in this he's basically playing, he's playing like one of the characters he plays on Burn Notice. He's a real kind of fast-talking L.A. cop, and uh, he's an asshole. Okay. You actually, it's hard, it was hard for me, but I had to come around to hate him in the movie. Like, you do need to hate him. Because he's a fucking prick. So uh, Clint Eastwood's had a good year. Very good year. And the direction, I mean, the direction Clint Eastwood's had a good decade, man. I mean, the guy's been doing fucking well. Near the end of it, I was thinking about it. It's a bit like Gran Torino in that it's not showy or flashy, but it shows you what the story needs. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, changing is very much like that as well. At never any point are you like saying, "Ooh, that's a nice shot." Yeah, yeah, it's just like you're yeah. just going, you're, you're going with the story. Style is always Clint Eastwood never shows up. Yeah, and you're, you're, you're totally, but you totally go with the story. Just totally get that. Excellent. Check it out. Yeah, you should definitely check it out. So that's not a bit of time because you don't want to watch the first half and then go watch something else. You gotta keep watching the whole way through. Is it a long movie? It's not that long. It's only, I think it's about two hours. And the script is by J. Michael Straczynski. Exactly. Right of Babylon Five. Don't say it. And Supreme Power. <laughs> and wrote some amazing Spider-Man stories. Yes, exactly. He did. He and did. some bad ones, but some really good ones. And from what I hear, writing some very good Thor stories. Yeah. Yes, his Thor run is really good. But yeah, and the script is interesting, especially the way it ends. I'm not going to ruin it for anyone, but it's just an interesting ending. Didn't he it. also do Jeremiah? That TV yes, show Jeremiah? Yes, yeah. yes. With, Liu Mal- with Malcolm Jamal Warner. And Liu <laughs> yeah. Like I said, it had all, had all these endings, but it ends in a way where you don't expect an ending, which is okay. quite cool as well. So okay. definitely check it out. It's well good to see. It's uh, the cinema since February 5th here. Cool. Uh, I caught um, Nick and Nora's uh, Infinite Playlist. Uh, I wasn't expecting to like this movie as much as I did. Really? I really, really liked it. Really? Uh, because I saw the trailer uh, a while back, and the trailer didn't really do anything for me. And it looked like Michael Sarah was playing his fucking usual, you know, character. usual character again. But it turns out it's actually not. It's, uh, it is a different character for him. I mean, he still has his mannerisms, but the character, him, the character itself is more, is more you know, like you were saying, more confident. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, he's he's a not much, playing the stereotypical role that he plays. Michael Sarah. role. He's, yeah. uh, he's a much stronger... More, no balls. Yeah, yeah, he's a ma- he's a much uh, stronger personality. His per- his personality comes through a lot as much stronger yeah. than it usually does. Uh-huh. Um, I mean, like the ba- this, the basic storyline is that you know he's hung up at the beginning of the movie. He's hung up on this re- on this chick who's a real bitch. Her name's Tris. Fucking bitch. Oh, she's <laughs> the most evil blonde high school fucking chick. bitch. <laughs> There's nothing more you need to say, but she's a fucking whore bitch, right? And everyone knows this, but him. You know, he's all hung up, and he keeps sending her all these mixes. That he does because he's also a musician. He plays bass, right? Bass, yeah. yeah. And uh, his, he's part of this band, and the band member, well, the band members are his best friends, and they're all gay. But but what's great about it is that that's the end of it. There's no pushing it any further. Yeah, his yeah. best friends are gay. That's and it. They keep yeah. going through a succession of names for the band. Yeah, like very like, sort of like aggressively homosexual. <laughs> because, of the, because of the beginning, like the, like uh, they when when they you're introduced to these two characters uh, played by Aaron Yu and. Um, can't remember the other actor's name, but it's uh, Aaron Yu's character's name is Tom. The other guy, Bald, can't remember. But uh, their their introduction scene is really funny because, and you'll know what I mean. There's something inherently funny about watching a van drive into a bunch of rubbish pits. Into what? <laughs> rubbish, rubbish, pits. rubbish pits. And then they come out and like you know they wanted to go out because they got a gig. And Michael Sarah's like, no, I'm just gonna stay home, I'm taking some personal time, and all that shit. And uh, and they're like, no, like tonight's our tonight's our first night with our new name. We are the Jerkoffs. 
<laughs> they keep going through like, you know, we used to be the cocksuckers. And then they're like, fistful of assholes. Like, aggressively. And there's songs that are like, I want to fuck the man. And just aggressively gay, sort of punk rock tunes. It's like, so, what about shit sandwich? I know. <laughs> What's great about this movie is that the structure of it, it's your typical Hollywood, I mean, no, your typical high school romantic comedy. Yeah. But because it's done by an independent rather than the than studio. It never feels false. Yeah, you don't get the Hollywood gloss on it. So it's it's just, it's real and it's it's really charming and quite fun. But, uh, so yeah, like Nick, he keeps making all these mixes for uh, Tris and Tris gets them and she throws them all away. It's like, you sad bastard, just chucks them. And um, uh, the Nora, of Nick and Nora, she has been like picking up all these mixes and listening to them and she's kind of in a strange way fallen for this guy based on his mixes. Because she's like all into music and shit. One, one thing that is very nice and charming about this film is that it kind of took me back to a, a, it reminded me of a time when it was still kind of alright to have your life revolve around a band yeah <laughs> you know yeah. so like as an adult it's like you have your likes and your dislikes and you make no apologies for it but that's about it yeah you don't really take it much further than that but you know like back in the day you could get so obsessed over a fucking band yeah and this movie kind of very charmingly reminds you of that period of your life because there's this band called Where's Fluffy yeah and they're looking for and they're supposed to it's have like a cult band that everybody's like you're trying to get to their secret gig kind of thing yeah and so it's like all this thing where they're trying to get to it and like uh and Nora, her best friend, his name is Caroline. And this chick, her name's uh, Ari Graynor. She plays the best drunk ever. Yes, I mean, like, she rivals Richard E. Grant, dude, in playing a drunk. I mean, like, her performance is like... Drunk high school chick. Drunk and, high school chick. And I've met chicks like this. It's spot fucking on. And describe, like, the, the, the plethora of gross-out movies out there. There's one gross-out joke Uh-oh. that runs through the movie. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, yeah, yeah, so I'll yeah, just yeah. say... Chewing gum. <laughs> it's, it's 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 horrible. The it, places this it, this gag goes. It's just <laughs> horrible. And it's it, like it's, 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 it, it's yes, it is. And it's, it's, been, it's so simple. Like I mean, there's all these elaborate, gross-out, you know, like come in the hair kind of joke yeah. movies now. This is and so, it's so simple. simple, and yet it's it gets you visceral. <laughs> you just sort of oh, oh god no, dude. I, there was one at one point I was curled up in like a ball. Like weeping softly, like you know, like with my eyes barely open because it was so disgusting. It's like, oh, oh no, oh no, yeah, it, it's a really good movie. Yeah, I mean, and these two have really nice chemistry together. They got really good chemistry. Yeah. She was in this movie, another movie called Charlie Bartlett. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. She's, she's, quite well. good. she's very good at these sort of um, attractive geeky girl kind of thing because she's the look for it. Because she, yeah. usually they cast, you know, she's a geeky hot girl, girl with glasses. Hot girl with glasses. She's the kind of chick that you wish to God you could have met in college. <laughs> it's like, oh God, you would have so straightened me out. <laughs> yeah, she's fantastic. She's fantastic. Anyway, but yeah, I would uh, highly recommend this movie. I mean, if you're like in a fucked off mood, then you probably hate it. Yeah. You know, but, um, you know, I was in the right frame of mind, I guess, and I, I really enjoyed the film. So, yeah, I would recommend it. Okay. 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 What's on the top ten? Let's have a look at the top ten. So. Counting down Malaysia box office at number ten. Underworld Rise of the Legends. Piece of shit. Number nine. House. I want to see this. This is new. Yeah. Well, is this based on the? No, I, I think I show, I, uh, It's that trailer that I uh, asked you to take a look at. The one where it's like God came into my house and so I killed God. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> one of these just freaky stranger movies. As you do, you know. <laughs> Let's go see that. Number eight, Nan Kadbul. Nan Kadbul. No idea. No I idea. <laughs> Take it and go. Take it and go. <laughs> this is bullshit. <laughs> Number seven, Eden Lake. Uh, is it a horror movie or is it Yeah, it's yeah. the horror movie. It's Crocodiles again, right? Uh, oh, or is this the kids? This is the kids, isn't it? This is the kids. Yeah, 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 fucking asbos from around the corner. No clue. Yeah, these social yeah. behavior order kids, they call them in the, in the UK. You get an asbo, you have to be home by nine. <laughs> the only thing you're meant is from like 12 till nine. But um, I think it's just the freaky kid movie. These kids just start fucking torturing these tourists. Mm-hmm. Okay. Not, children, not quite children in the corner, I'm getting there. <coughs> and number six, Look for a Star. Look for a Star, that's Andy Lau, Chinese movie. Oh. And, and Su Chi. Oh. <laughs> number five, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button. Still haven't been able to spread it. No, Three hours no, watch no, this. no, I seen that yet. Number four, Valkyrie. I haven't seen that. They don't kill Hitler. Number three, <laughs> number three, the Pink, Pink Panther, Panther two. Oh, I hear that's terrible. What a, I mean, the first how, one how could it so be any better? I mean, oh, it's, it's just slumming like, it. See, Martin General. I saw. I heard a clip on the radio the other day, and they're just saying like, there's, all, there's so many ways you can go with slagging a French accent, and the way they go is just odd. Yeah. 
Steve Martin is. I don't know. It's bizarre. He's lost it. Have you ever seen it. a movie called The Spanish Prisoner? No. Yeah, I've heard it's his. It was his. It was his first real. Like this is he can act kind of. Yeah, role. yeah, and he's fantastic. I don't know why he doesn't do more of that. Yeah, I mean, and he was great in. Um, I loved him in Life Story. I thought Life Story was hilarious. I loved yeah. him in uh, Grand Canyon. Yeah, he was good in that. He too. was very good in Grand Canyon. And his last, I think, his last really good movie was Bowfinger. Right? Yeah, his last really good movie was Bowfinger. Did, did, you, did you see Shop Girl? No, no. I, don't, I didn't. Either. That's one of his acting movies. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's like it's along with Bill Murray's kind of like Rushmore and what was the other one? The one with Flowers. Translation. Uh, my favorite Steve Martin movie yeah. will always be the, the the Man with Two Brains. Yeah, that's Doctor Doctor Hard. <laughs> that's just genius. All of me was really good too. All of me, yeah, yeah. yeah all of me. Would you like me to tap? Yes. Tap tap. <laughs> Listen, lady, if you don't give Big Ed, Big Ed, Big Ed some air, he's gonna piss <laughs> all over the your half of my body. It's where he gets possessed by this woman. He gets possessed by Lily Tomlin, so ever so he takes over half his body and he's like, look, you have to get my body. What are you talking about? <laughs> and, so, and he just carries it off so fucking yeah, well. Now slowly take your hand off. Slowly! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, waste of time. And the sequel number two, Ong Bak. Ong Bak. Did yep. you see Ong Bak? Ong Bak I've two. never seen Ong Bak. All, all I've ever seen is, is the clip where he's such a badass and he's fighting these guys that he... Triple air kicks over a flame, his trousers light up, and then he beats them to death with his flamey feet. <laughs> I don't know why I haven't sat down and watched the rest of them. I've been over and over again. Tony Ja. Yeah. That was one of the main Tony Ja was the first on Buck. And number one is Gang. I'm not pretty... Oh, yeah, that's uh, Malaysia's first animated film. Yeah, have you heard that scene? Heard, well, Ooh, have you heard anything about that? Yep, yep, yep. It's, so, was it good? I hear it's very choppy. Okay. I hear that the story, like, uh, the, way the, the way it's edited is just uh, bizarre. Did you see actually there was news this week about some Malaysian cinema guy who's writing some sci-fi thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. CE yeah. twelve or something. Yep. What was his previous movies like? I've no idea. No, I never <laughs> heard of the guy before. I was like, holy no. shit, Malaysian. I didn't movies. read the article. Yeah, yeah. I was like, Malaysian guy trying to write sci-fi. Shit, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Two words for you: cheesels. <laughs> <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> Below the belt. <laughs> US box office now. Number 10 is Push. Had better ratings than Spongebob, fuckers. <laughs> I love that, yeah. Uh, and it did beat that. I don't know, the trailers made that movie look pretty cool. I wanted to check it out. Yeah, I, I thought it looked awesome. And I've heard, I heard it, it's a uh, problem with it, or like, it's like Jumper in that it's like, it, it sets up a sequel. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's what I heard. And another well. article, I, it was quite weird actually, the, the tone of the different articles on this, because it's usually like a lot of the sides of the green. And one was like, totally like, this is terrible. You know, it was like, this is fucking awesome. This is what you want to see. This is what is going to get people into superheroes and stuff. It's not doing too well, though. No. Yeah. Uh, number nine, Slumdog Millionaire. That's making bank. Best movie what? Of the year. That's making bank. That's making massive. That's bank. It's like winning loads of awards and everything as well. So. No. I'm taken. Best picture. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Pink Panther two, number eight. Ugh. Number seven, The International. This movie. This it's about an evil bank. bank. <laughs> that got bad reviews, right? Does it? Yeah, but Roger Ebert. It's, 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 it's Tom Twiker. Yeah, yeah. Run all around. Run all around. I'd be interested to see because I saw the trailer ages ago. I was like, the bank is coming. It's Clive Owens in I know, yeah. I saw the trailer for that. It just cracked me up because it just like it's just funny. It's like you've had a haunted television. You cannot mess around with this bank. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what are they gonna do? Hello, customer service. <laughs> it's like reject your ATM card. <laughs> They're gonna get you. No. Pull back, pull back, fade to black. He comes back to life, but he's not really Clive Owen. <laughs> Number six, and he, can't, and he can't find his father. <laughs> Paul Blart Mall Cop. Uh, it's actually, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, I don't like Kevin James. No, I don't mind you Kevin like James. I don't mind. I don't, I don't like mind him. I don't love him, but I don't mind him. Well, I've only seen King of Queens, and I hated that show. Yeah. Number five, Carlene. Great uh, reviews. He's I, making money. I used to watch uh, King of Queens for the wife. The wife. Oh, just, yeah, right. yeah mm, She was Vince Vaughn's wife in old school. <laughs> She'll be my wife one day. <laughs> I don't know when Carlin's coming out here, but I want to see it in 3D. It's supposed to be a 3D movie, but it's not all pointy 3D. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I want to see that. I want to see that too. That's supposed to be very, very yeah, based good. Based on the Neil yeah. Gaiman. Number four, Confessions of a Shopaholic. Just that. That's Isla Fisher's new movie. Yeah. yeah. Jerry Bruckheimer produced. Really? Yep. Why? Is the U.S. military in there? <laughs> she no. buys a jet. <laughs> it's an F-22 Raptor. It's his. It's his biannual uh, Coyote Ugly project. Oh, right. <laughs> right. Something it, for the ladies. It does look like Sexy City by one. Number three, Taken. This movie is making so much fucking It's money. such a cool movie. Have you seen it? No, I haven't seen it. It's fantastic. Yet. It's awesome. And uh, number two, he's just not that into you. That's making a lot of money. Yeah, I've heard it's shit. Mm-hmm. Have you heard it, shit? I've heard it. I've heard mixed things. And number one, Jason, back in the box office, Friday the 13th. 
I don't know. I I never liked the Friday the Thirteenth movies. So I like Seven or I think it was Jason Takes Manhattan was the one. I, the only one I liked was, was Jason in Space. Yeah, Jason in Space that was, was good. Jason X. Jason X was a lot of fun. Uh, and Jason versus Freddy, I think as well. But I see people playing yeah, yeah, yeah. in my mind. But the thing is with Jason and Freddy, you always go go home remembering more of Freddy because he's just got the stronger personality. He yeah. talks. Yeah, yeah. He says funny things. But uh, one thing I heard on this as well was that's not really publicized is that you know Friday the Thirteenth, the first movie, I don't think it's spoiling it. It wasn't Jason; it was his mother. Mm-hmm. Second one, he comes back, or it's not really Jason. So he has a bag over his head. It's only the third one he actually gets the uh, yeah, hockey yeah. mask on. But this one apparently contracts the first three movies. Mm-hmm. That's what so I the mother in it, and then it has Jason as well, mm-hmm. which is quite kind of cool. That's I what I've heard. No, I'm, I actually want to see it because I, I am a fan of the franchise, so yeah. I'm kind of interested to see how they do this one. Although I was insanely pissed off with the way they remade Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah. Oh, that was terrible. Because they just turned it into a bloodbath. They missed the point of the first one. Yeah. Never mind it. And they're also probably going to do Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, oh, God. That's just a horrible idea. Especially while uh, Freddy's still fucking alive and kicking. He'll be in it, but he won't be Freddy. That's just wrong. That's like that when they were going to do that remake of Escape from New York. Yeah. You know, and it's like people are like, are you insane? Just get Kurt if you want to do another one. There's one thing with. Did you see that article I sent you about Predators and stuff like that? About picking the actors? Uh, No. I said, there's one thing I've learned from sci-fi movies. It's like, you know, never uh, reverse the polarity and always stand behind Kurt Russell. People standing behind Kurt Russell have the highest survivability rate. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I love Kurt Russell. So, uh, any idea what you're going to catch for the next week? I have no idea. I'll try and catch something. I'll try and catch Valkyrie. You're going to try and catch Valkyrie? Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm going to catch Down. I really want to see this now. I've heard good reviews about it and stuff. And um, Meryl Streep and Philip Seymour Hoffman. I like movies with guys with three names. Cool. All right. (laughs) Will right. you join us next week? I don't know. You'll see. It's just special. I'm, I'm coming up on deadlines now where I'm going to have to start working through weekends. Well, well anyway, thanks for listening, guys. This is number 26. Number 26. Yay. Almost right. as old as me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice one. You got another 20 to go.